0: You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfection and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett and I'm your host and today I have with me Ashley Nelson and Ashley is Teresa Bodecker's daughter, Mm -hmm. the lady who went all naked (laughs) hook lady in her garage. (laughs) Yes. Ashley is a stay-at-home mother of two, soon to be three. She loves telling stories, but her favorite stories to tell are the ones that make her look like an inept bumbler, and that's a
1: perfect fit. with Definitely.
0: Yeah, Ashley, (laughs) thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you enjoyed your mom's episode, huh?
1: Yes, I did. <laughs> when I was a child, I loved telling funny stories, but I didn't have enough life experiences to like have a lot of funny stories of my own. So the story of my mom getting locked out of the house naked was one I like pulled out all the time.
0: <laughs> uh, you're like, guess what happened to my mom? <laughs>
1: Sleepovers, like, I have the best story. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so cute.
0: And you <laughs> were the very toddler, cluelessly asleep. Yes, yep, (laughs) I was. was (laughs) All right, well, let's get to know you better with your rapid fire questions. Yes. What is the weirdest thing in your purse?
1: Probably feathers. So, (laughs) so, so many feathers and (sighs) seed pods and acorns and leaves and rocks. Treasures of nature. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the good news is I have instilled a love of nature to my kids. (laughs) But the bad news is it has consequences. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It has weighed down your purse with lots of natural treasures that are keepers and cannot possibly be left behind. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. And I think God taught me a lesson recently because I was to the point where I was like, no more feathers, no more acorns. How (laughs) many things do we need? Like, just leave it where it is. (laughs) But we were at a petting zoo. For my daughter's birthday recently, and I found myself by the enclosure of these beautiful, like, grouse and peacocks were wandering around, and there was all these feathers on the ground. And so I was like, I have to gather these feathers. (laughs) You know, like, mom, you're breaking your own rule. (laughs) (laughs) And then. I thought about it and I was like, these are amazing feathers. When else are you going to have a peacock feather? So I was like, okay, now we have to get like a special handcrafted box that we can set on our (laughs) mantelpiece and we can bring home as many
0: feathers as we want. That's right. If you just have a way to display them, like if you had an acorn jar, then it would be kind of cool to collect acorns.
1: I have like a treasure box I let the kids use in the garage.
0: Oh, perfect. Perfect.
1: The first episode that I listened to of Fancy Free was you have like your top five episodes
0: on your mm-hmm. website.
1: And I yep. forget her name, but she was like the Southern lady. Oh, yeah. With all the cute stories. And you said in that episode that you came up with that because of a scavenger hunt in like purses. Oh, yes. And you had, I think it was underwear you said in your purse. (laughs) And that reminded me, it pulled up a memory that hasn't seen the light of day in a while of the strangest (laughs) scavenger hunt that I have been involved in. And it was actually one that I put on because Mm -hmm. in sixth grade, I had to do a insect collection where you had to collect and kill and pin and identify about 50 insects of different species.
0: That's a big <laughs> ask.
1: It was I was a sensitive child. I didn't want to catch the bugs. I didn't want to kill the bugs. It was really traumatic. So I would like stand on the opposite side of the room and dictate to my parents like now put the <laughs> bug here. Put here's this, you know, pin the bug here. <laughs> but I had a birthday right in the middle of that assignment. And so I had the brilliant idea that I was going to get all of my friends at the party. And send them on a scavenger hunt. So it was like collect a flower, collect something blue, collect five bugs of various species. <laughs> oh my God, that's brilliant! It was it worked out so well because my friends at that time were a lot more able to handle bugs
0: <laughs> and competitive? Was. It was like whoever yes. gets the most, okay. yeah. That was yes. oh, that was so brilliant. And so they they were
1: all brought in and I handed them to my mom and I had like created this back room where there was like the little jars (laughs) for the insects and she just like quietly put them all in the jars and it worked out brilliantly.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That was resourceful. Yeah, I love it. Who's the funniest person you know?
1: I think it would have to probably be a three-way tie. My mom- of course, mm-hmm. who you talk to, uh, is the life of the party. And she, I credit a lot of my funny side and just the development of my humor to her. And then my kids, I mean, I'm, I'm biased, but they're both such characters. <laughs> I, I love them mm-hmm. so much. So <laughs> I think they're pretty funny.
0: And how old are they? Um,
1: uh, my daughter just turned seven and my son just turned four.
0: Aww.
1: They'll both just like come up with jokes and knock, knock jokes. It's
0: delightful. (laughs) i bet. (laughs) What is your home decorating style? Aha. In one word, easy. (laughs) Ah, smart lady.
1: Yes. I don't like misplaced clutter, but my tolerance level for like dust and dirt and just grime is through the roof. Like (laughs) I could overlook an inch of dust (laughs) and as long as you know it's set on the proper place on the shelf. I'm like, that's fine. (laughs) I try and keep a standard of a chore a three-year-old could help with Mm because I try and get my kids involved a lot. So that means like my decorating style, the cabinet or the shelf is something that a three-year-old could put a toy away in.
0: Sounds like a very comfortable home. Yes. And
1: I think the epitome of my home decor style is a cabinet story, if I can tell
0: that. Please. Please tell your cabinet story.
1: <laughs> so when we moved into this house, something like four years ago, four or five, my husband was, he was really sweet. He came over every day and he spent like all day working on cleaning the house and doing projects and stuff because he wanted the house to be moving ready for me. So I didn't have to worry about cleaning it. So he cleaned all of the kitchen cabinets for me, Wow. except for one. And when we moved in, <laughs> I opened this kitchen cabinet. And I was like, oh, this one, this is a little bit dirty. So I went to clean it and there was just like this specific grime on the bottom of the cabinet that just grossed me out so much. You know, like there's certain things that you know mentally are okay, but you're just, your body goes, ah! I just can't. yep. <laughs> and the cabinet was one of those. And I was just like, I can't deal with it. And I closed that cabinet and I didn't open it again for the next four years. <laughs> we don't have a huge kitchen it's a pretty small kitchen and the cabinet is one I think was intended for like putting cookie sheets in it's kind of mm-hmm. tall and narrow mm-hmm. and I'd look at it every once in a while and there'd be like black dust creeping out from it <laughs> you're like nope you're not gonna do it hermetically sealed exactly I'm always like not today not today so this last Christmas I went to my husband and I was like <gasps> Joel, I have something really terrible to confess. Like He <laughs> didn't know. It's really terrible. And he's like, oh, you know, what is it? You know, I'm always here for you. You can tell me anything. You know, I love you. Don't worry. And I'm like, there's this cabinet that I haven't opened for four years, and now I'm scared to open it. <laughs> and he said, Well, that's what, like, we have a cabinet that I don't know about? Like, what? What? Where is this cabinet? And so I I showed it to him, and he was like, oh, that's fine. I'll clean it for you. Don't worry about it. But we had his family over for um, Christmas. This was a few days later, and on Christmas Eve, we were watching our church service. And I went upstairs to get a drink of water, and I had forgotten to close our little water filtration thing. And like three gallons of water had gone directly into the cabinet. And I was like, okay, this is this is it. Like, do I want to interrupt like a Christmas Eve memory? <laughs> or am I going to finally clean this cabinet? So I pulled out like an N ninety five mask and my HEPA air filter and my disposable rubber gloves and I cleaned the cabinet. I'm so proud of myself, but <gasps> oh, it, it was it was so it. gross. Yeah, he did come up once it was clean. He's like, you've been up here for a while. Is everything okay? (laughs) I
0: was like, I've cleaned the cabinet. (laughs) He's like, your timing is real strange. Real strange. (laughs) You're like, well, necessity after four years of my hand was forced. Yeah. Oh, man. What was your favorite purchase
1: this year? My dishwasher. I never really thought... About how loud a dishwasher should be. So I never realized that our old dishwasher, it was just so loud. You couldn't carry on a conversation while it was going in the kitchen. At least I couldn't. A real clunker just the background noise. And like, we couldn't do like classwork or anything in there at the table. So it broke. And then my husband went out and he bought like a very nice dishwasher. He got a good deal on it. And I was shocked. Like the first time we turned it on, I was like, like, is it going?
0: Broken. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it washing the dishes? Is there water in there? <laughs> so I felt like with the purchase of the dishwasher, I have an entire whole
0: new room of the house <laughs> that I can use. Oh, that is, that's awesome. <laughs> Good job, husband.
1: <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but he always is able to get like really good deals and just find the deals.
0: Yeah. My husband does that too. It's I think it's something to do with patience and <laughs> persistence, which I don't know, always have time for. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: We got a new minivan and he spent, it was something like three hours negotiating for the oh, price that wow. he wanted. But during it, his phone died in the middle of negotiations and he had been sitting there looking up websites and stuff and he kept up the shroud he just moved his chair so they couldn't see his phone. So like his back was against the wall and they'd bring him a contract and he would like pretend to type stuff in on his dead phone and like pretend to be typing in numbers and calculations and stuff. And he would just look back and forth between his dead phone and the contract. And they would be like, Oh yes, of course, sir. Let's get you a better deal. Like without him having to
0: say anything. And he kept this up for like hours. He's wily (laughs) and (laughs) resourceful. That is impressive. (laughs) Yes,
1: I could not have done that.
0: (laughs) Uh, And a good actor. Okay, what's your favorite joke?
1: It was one that I learned younger for my brother, but it's a knock-knock
0: joke. So knock-knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow who? (laughs) Moo! Yes. (laughs)
1: That's a good one. That's a classic. I love. I just really (laughs) love that, and I love teaching like my kids that it's an easy one for a younger kid to get.
0: Yeah, and then to watch their delight, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so cute. Okay, well, as you know, the point of this podcast is to share your funny stories so that people realize they're not alone, and to demonstrate how connections made by sharing them. So, what do you have for us today?
1: I call it my chili story, and when I meet someone new, I personally just love telling, like I said, stories that make me sound like an inept bumbler (laughs) because I find it kind of breaks the ice and then you get to know each other and you laugh a bit. So often when I meet someone new, I'm like, oh, so what kind of food do you like to cook? You know, and then this story comes up. So I'm a little bit wily in (laughs) how (laughs) they set this up. You tee it up real nice. When I was married, through no fault of my parents, (laughs) I really knew nothing about cooking or house skills. (laughs) The first year, it stayed that way because I was working and my husband worked at home. And so he just, Mm. he managed the house and he cooked and we ate out and I didn't really bother to learn anything. About a year after, I switched to staying at home. And me being me, I went all in and I wanted to learn like how to do everything. I'm very stubbornly independent sometimes. (laughs) So I I wanted to figure it all out by myself. I didn't, you know, want advice. I didn't want someone like showing me how to do it. So it was a little bit of a rough period for Joel (laughs) (laughs) because, I mean, I think all I could cook was like scrambled
0: eggs. (laughs) Toast with butter. Quesadillas on a special night.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, I couldn't have done quesadillas. No, no, I would have. I would have burned them. (laughs) So like during this time, like, for example, I didn't know how freezers worked. Like, I didn't realize that our freezer was on the verge of being broken because it took two days for ice to form in the tray in the freezer. (laughs) And, like, I didn't know how to check cleaning labels. Like, I ran, I thought I was running white vinegar through our coffee maker and I ran ammonia through our (laughs) coffee pot. And it was just, we had to evacuate the house. That stuff is, We had to call poison control and like our eyes were watering. That was, I do not recommend inhaling boiled ammonia. Oh my gosh. Oh man, yeah. And we had to evacuate the house again when I didn't realize you couldn't leave a spatula on the stove because it would melt. plastic. Yes, and the plastic smell was everywhere. So that's kind of the level I was at on on the knowledge. So. One of the first recipes that I learned, it seemed pretty easy, was chili. I would just dump all the ingredients in. I would crank it up to high. I'd go about my business. I might, like, you know, make the beds or vacuum. I would completely ignore the pot on the stove. And I'd leave it that way for about an hour, like, at a really high temperature. And then I would check it when that hour was done, and it would magically be done. And it would always turn out tasting amazing. So that was my go-to recipe. I'd made it a lot, and it always turned out. So after I was feeling pretty confident in my chili-making ability, a church email came through. There was a couple who had just had a new baby. And, you know, the meal train thing. So I was like, I know what I'm going to make. I'm going to make my chili. It's so easy. Like, what's all the fuss about making chili in soups? And so I made it just like normal. I dumped in all my ingredients. I turned it up to high. I went and I did some housework. But this time, something was different. <laughs> because it smelled different and it looked different. Oh, dear. And I was like, w- what is it? So I was, tr- I was looking at the chili and I was trying to process this. And Joel was still working from home. So he came out. And he was like, I smell something's burning. Something's burnt. Do you need any help? And I was like, oh, no, it's my chili. The chili burnt. Like the chili that they're going to be here in like 20 minutes to pick up. It burnt. And he's like, well, did you stir it? No, I never stir it. And I was like, (laughs) I have never, ever, ever stirred any chili that I've ever made before. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I made it exactly the same. (laughs) And it came out. <laughs> oh man. So Joel's office in this house was near the kitchen. So for months, months, every single time he had smelled me making chili, he had come out of his office and had stirred the chili oh my God. without <laughs> telling me. And like without me seeing him. You thought you were helping. (laughs) He had the best intentions. He didn't want to discourage me. He didn't want to like make me feel bad. But he never mentioned it. So I never ever learned that you were supposed to stir the chili and not leave it on high unattended for an hour. Because he would also like turn down the temperature. (laughs) And that day he had had a conference call. So he couldn't come out and stir it like he normally did. That
0: is a terrible string of events to occur on a day when the, the new baby family is coming for their chili. Oh no.
1: I know. I was I was horrified like I didn't know what to do. So I didn't really know how to make chili. I just had a husband who could make the chili for me. Oh my god. So I was like, what am I going to do? They're going to be here in 20 minutes. It's burnt. I like I don't know what to do and he googled it and it said if you peel a potato and cut it up and stick it in the chili it'll help take out the burnt flavor Hmm. so I did that and I was like praying for this chili like please please turn out (laughs) and I was watching the clock and you know they're like we're two minutes away and at the last moment I strained out the potatoes and I put in their little pan that I was going to give them and I didn't say anything to them I just handed it over and was like, Congratulations on the new baby. I'm glad it worked out that you could pick up the chili. Hope you're real hungry. (laughs) Yes. And then they left. And me being me, I lost so much sleep over that chili. (laughs) (laughs) Like hours and hours. (laughs) So they weren't in church having a new baby for like two or three weeks. And like every single night I'd like wake up in the middle of the night and I just have you know how you are in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. Like,
0: you worry and you ruminate and yeah, oh.
1: Yes, exactly. And I'd have these visions of, like, the chili had been so burnt and horrible tasting that they had had to order pizza and while they were waiting for the pizza, like, their baby was crying and then they were all sleep deprived and then they, you know, started bickering and I ruined the whole evening and, oh, man, oh, like, man. all of these scenarios. And I was convinced, I was convinced that they, they were very nice people, so. It wouldn't have made sense, but I was convinced that they were like secretly upset with me and like, <laughs> that's that Burt chili lady. We're never talking to her again. Oh and so then they finally came back to church and wouldn't you know what? They sat right in front of us <gasps> and they sat down kind of late. So they didn't say hello before. Mm-hmm. And I spent like all of <laughs> church staring at the back of their heads, like thinking, oh my word like I can't focus I'm panicking like they're thinking the whole church service that we're sitting in front of that woman who ruined our meal <laughs> during the part of church we can first talk is communion so as soon as soon as you could talk in church the husband he like swiveled in his chair <sighs> and he leaned towards me and he like pointed and he's like you brought us that chili <laughs> Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) I was like, oh, no, it's happening. (laughs) All my worst fears are coming to fruition right during communion.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. So I was like stunned, shocked, silence, and I like managed to nod my head. And he said, that was the best chili Uh, that I have ever eaten. And this is the kicker. He said, I'm not. He, like, he really said, I would ask you for the recipe, but I know it has to be a family secret because <laughs> it's that good. What? You must have a smoker in your backyard that you hand smoked the meat in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my. And to my eternal shame. Because I was in such a state of shock. I didn't know what to say. And so I just nodded.
0: (laughs) You're like, I'm in the house of the Lord. But I'm going for it. (laughs) And I was like, in the middle of my
1: nod, I'm like, maybe I should adjust my facial expression to look non-committal. Would that be better? (laughs) And so then, you know, the service continued and you couldn't talk anymore. So he turned around and he never knew. He never knew. And my sleep went back to normal. And I've only ever since ruined one other batch of chili when I mixed up my cinnamon and nutmeg and nearly gave my family because nutmeg, too much of it can cause you to like hallucinate. What? Yes. It's you only need like one or two teaspoons. Oh, and yeah. I had dumped in about four
0: tablespoons. Oh, my
1: goodness. On accident into my family's chili. You put chili. nutmeg
0: and cinnamon in your chili? Okay, so
1: <laughs> I had made chili, and then I was like, I'm going to spice it up. Like, I remember the church chili competition where someone put cinnamon in. Mm. So I put in a little bit, but my hand slipped. <laughs> and I put in, like, four tablespoons and it turns of out it was cinnamon. Oh and God. then I looked, and I was like, it's nutmeg. What? Okay. So then I was like, oh, this is good. I'll make it, like, um, there's, like, an uh, – is so it West African style of chili that kind of has a little bit of nutmeg in it? And so I was like, okay. I'll put in peaches and white beans. And then while my family was eating it, it's like this voice in my head was like, Ashley, is nutmeg the one that's dangerous? <laughs> and I had to shout like, stop! <laughs> I had to Google it.
0: Eat your food out stop right
1: now. Stop eating! Children, I know I'm always like saying eat your food, but spit it out! Spit it out! <laughs> oh, my God. But yes, and now I've learned how to make chili in my crock pot. So I still don't stir my chili.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: But it doesn't burn.
0: Yeah. The last time I made chili, I put in a secret ingredient that my mom told me about, which is probably not really all that secret. She recently discovered, which is cocoa, non-sweetened, just just cocoa. And I, I, think I had to Google, I think you put in, it's either a teaspoon or a tablespoon of cocoa per pound of meat. And it was great. It definitely added this complexity oh, yeah. to the flavor. Yeah. So you just never know. I mean, chili's a grab bag. Yeah. I would be so curious. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to burn some chili and then I'm going to put a potato <laughs> in it and then I'm going to fish <laughs> the potato out and then I'm going to try it. I mean, maybe that's that would be your new way to make it. Maybe <laughs> it really was fabulous. That guy was probably just really tired and hungry.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe I I really don't know. But that was I, th- I always looked back and I thought that was so sweet of him. Not only did he thank me for the chili, but he he gave me such a nice compliment. Yeah, he was so sincere. And he never knew. He never knew. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> Well, I'm glad that it came to resolution because that's very likely could be something that you would just never have an answer to.
1: Oh, right. No, I'd still be up thinking about chili.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, we don't we don't eat chili in this house anymore. I'm traumatized." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so great. You said in your thing that you, I'm just going to read this to you guys. Ashley says, almost everyone I meet and want to be friends with generally gets to hear my burnt chili story not long after meeting me. I think that's so cute. So you whip out your burnt chili story if you if you find someone appealing and then it's like a slam dunk. It's so funny. I love it. <laughs> I, I think you've already figured out what it took me a long time to figure out, which is telling stories on ourselves really disarms people and it really connects people and you do it naturally. It's so great.
1: Thank you. I do feel sometimes like I'm selling like a fake bill of goods in the (laughs) friendship department. I love telling stories, but they're carefully curated over, you know, how many years. Right. And then, you know, in real life, like if you get together with me, I'm, I'm like, Rather boring,
0: like serious (laughs) and calm and boring. And sprinkle those stories out over time (laughs) time and be like, okay, I got four good stories. If you still want to be my friend after you hear the fourth good story, just know that I only have four. That's so cute. What is one surprising thing about you that nobody would know just by looking?
1: So I have. A silly answer and a serious answer. My serious answer is that I'm madly in love with my husband. <laughs> just because he's, he's just like, I love him. He's, he's amazing. He's, mm. he's such a good person. Aww. And then my silly answer is I love to pee outside.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really?
1: Yes. Oh, man. It's, it's one of the best feelings in the world. What makes it enjoyable is you have to have a wilderness adventure. <laughs> like you have to be like hiking.
0: Oh, okay. Or so you exploring. don't just go out the back door when you have to go potty. Right,
1: right. But it's like you're out in the wilderness. There's no one around. So when you have to use the bathroom, of course you have to go outside. Like there's no there one no around. Facilities. You're in the middle of nowhere. It's perfect. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I think I the most interesting place that I've ever peed outside We, my family took a vacation in Ireland and we saw all of like these rural places. Like we didn't really go into cities and one of the, like the rural drives, we all had to use the bathroom. And so there was really no place around and we were in the middle of like really deep country. So we pulled off the road and the road was against a cliff. And the only place that you could stand to get any privacy from the road if a car did happen to come by was right on the edge of a cliff. <laughs> so mom was like, okay, I guess this is it, Ashley. <laughs> like, get ready. She's like, I'll face towards the road so I can give us give you any warning if, in case, like, someone pops out of the bushes. And you just hold on to the back of my ankles. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and we'll just hope for the best. In the middle of it, I realized, like, wait a moment, way down at the bottom of the cliff, there are like houses down there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna pee on somebody's <laughs> roses or on their head.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh man, I hope no one's like out bird watching or something. Like, <laughs> that would
0: ruin their day. They'll get more than I
1: American tourists yeah. paying off our cliffs coming over here.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, well, this is when I usually ask my. Guess where the listeners can find them, but you are not findable online. So tell the listeners again where they can find your mom.
1: If you like funny stories, you should check out my mom's website. She has a blog where she just tells really funny stories. I think her latest one, not to give too much away, but it was like falling asleep at a doctor's exam, like on the table. (laughs) (laughs) And then she also has some of her stories as podcasts too. So it's www. Dot TeresaBodecker.com And it's T-H-E-R-E-S-A-B-O-E-D-E-K-E-R.com
0: All right. And I will link that in the show notes.
1: Yeah. And I'm really proud of her. And like I said, Aww. she really is where I got my sense of humor and love of stories like this from.
0: Well, I'm so glad that she suggested that I chat with you because you are so much fun. Thank you so much for being on. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much for listening to the Fancy Free Podcast today. Wasn't Ashley adorable? She and her mom have very similar storytelling styles and are just such natural storytellers. So fun. Make sure to check out the show notes for today's episode at fancyfreepodcast.com slash episode 128 to get all the links we discussed today. Next week on the show, we have Jade Jones. And Jade is Such an interesting person. She has a podcast herself, which is how I met her. And she and her husband, with their many children, sold almost everything they owned and moved to the Netherlands a few years ago. And she is just fascinating. She has several very cute stories. So you guys will definitely love Jade. And in order to make sure you remember to listen to Jade next week, click follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this episode so that new episodes pop into your feed each week. If you have a story to tell, email me at notfancy at fancyfreepodcast.com. And if you want more connection, laughter, and sharing, join the Fancy Free Facebook group. Make sure that you visit Shelfie Shop at s-h-e-l-f-i-e-s-h-o-p-p-e.com. Use the code FANCYFREE for free shipping and get yourself a few sets of the very best pajamas in the entire world. Have a wonderful week and remember... No one is as fancy as they look.